Hey everybody, I'm back this week with Shy Pod Shuffle to talk about one of my absolute favorite, new favorite genres, which is EDM or electronic dance music. So just a little bit of brief history, EDM or electronic dance music is a compilation of electronic music subgenres. So the genre is really just the subgenres within it. Um, it's intended for crowds of just dancers and people who are ready to headbang if it's going to be hard EDM style. Um, it's going to have disco music, synth pop, techno, house, trance, drum and bass, dubstep, trap, hardstyle, and so, so much more. Like I said, it's not just EDM music, it's the subgenre of EDM that you're going to be listening to. EDM culture is known for its festivals, um, you know, the EDC festivals, the Shaky Beats that used to be in Atlanta, um, all sorts of different ones that they have all over the country all year round. It's also known for raves, um, which are essentially like little mini concerts at clubs where there's going to be dark, like dark lighting, probably some like bright lights and loud music of whatever type of genre or subgenre at least. And for example, one of my favorite, um, venues for EDM is called the District in Atlanta. And this place is kind of tiny, but if you look up while you're in there, they've got these like suspending, I guess, uh, bars with these little ball lights on them and all the balls change, uh, change different colors and the bars go up and down. So they're constantly moving with the music and it's just so cool. And the festivals and the raves and the shows are probably one of my favorite parts of EDM um, culture. The people are just so nice, the music is so good, and it's always so different. And you're more likely to hear a lot of remixes of your favorite songs. Um, most artists do have their own music, but typically when they go play, they're going to also include a lot of different remixes of songs like, God, if I had a dollar for every time I heard Mo Bombo when I went do Shaky Beats this year, I would have so much money. But that's a brief, brief history about EDM. And like I said, it's one of my favorite new genres. I just got into it around April of this year, actually. Um, the very first artist I listened to was actually San Holo. And I immediately fell in love with his music. And then next up, I started listening to R.L. Grime. And then after I went to Shaky Beats, I developed a whole new taste for EDM music and started finding exactly what I liked in it. So I definitely have my, some of my friends to thank for that. Uh, Alex, who was on the show a couple weeks ago... Um, Chrissy, which is Alex's girlfriend, and then my boyfriend, Andrew, they all really helped me find what I liked and really accepted me into this EDM rave family and have really just, like, let me blossom in my own way. And I don't have the exact same taste as either of them, or any of them, actually. I have my own individual taste, and that's also another thing that's really cool about the EDM culture is that not everybody's taste is going to be the exact same. You're not going to like the same set of artists. You're not going to like the same set of songs. You're going to, like exactly what you like it's very individual and very tasted for your own good like you have what you have and you like what you like and people get together and share those experiences together and that's what makes it so so awesome so as usual we're going to start off by talking about the billboard hot charts top five in edm electronic dance music whatever you want to call it i call it edm because it's shorter so first and foremost it's going to be happier by marshmallow and bastille this is quite literally one of my favorite songs on earth, but still has the most beautiful voice. It's just so perfect and smooth and just has a great sound. And then you have Marshmallow, who is a king of EDM, honestly. 
He's so, so great. His music's typically a little more poppy. Um, he recently just came out with a new album, actually. I can't quite remember the name of it, but it's got some really cool bangers on it. And if you haven't heard the song, it's so, so good. The music video is also just heart-wrenchingly beautiful. It starts out with a little girl getting a puppy for her birthday, and her and this dog grow up. And I'm not going to talk about the rest of it because it's really heart-wrenching. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. Second up is Higher Love by Kygo and Whitney Houston. Crazy that Whitney Houston's on this, but, you know, it is what it is. Kygo's really cool. I've always been a fan. Uh, the songs, haven't heard it until now. It's pretty good. Um, I like Kygo. I like some of the, heard, the songs that I've heard so far. Then next up is Good Things Fall Apart by Elenium and John Bellion. Holy crap, man. These are two of my favorite artists put together. I love Elenium. I love John Bellion. And this is an absolute sad boy banger. It is a sad boy hour song, but it's so, so good. Um, John Bellion has just such a beautiful, beautiful voice. And Elenium just creates such, such good computer music, as most people call it. And it's just really good. It's definitely something I listen to when I'm in my feelings because, you know, when you're sad, you listen to sad songs to make yourself sadder. And if you haven't heard it, definitely give it a listen. Next up is Takeaway by Chainsmokers and Linium featuring Lynn and Stella. So, oh my god, I fuck with Chainsmokers. Oh my goodness. So, Chrissy Beer, one of my friends, actually really got me into Chainsmokers as well. I'm sure everyone has heard Closer by them, but they have so many more good songs, and this is definitely one of them. It's such a good song. It's really representative of like, the type of music that they create. And the next up is Ride It by DJ Regard. Haven't heard of this song until now. Not a fan. Easy peasy. End of story. <laughs> so the reason why I'm kind of cutting the Billboard chart short is because EDC Orlando is this week. It is this week, and I want to talk all about it because I bought my tickets in June, and I have been preparing for, what, five months now for this? I've been buying costumes. Well, not costumes. I've been buying clothes. I've been buying gear as in like camelback water backpacks and all sorts of other stuff and I am beyond excited for this so I was willing to cut the charts a little short to get into EDC <clears throat> so EDC or Electric Daisy Carnival is a huge music festival that does a couple different places around the country and honestly even international um, there's EDC Las Vegas, which is probably one of the biggest. There's EDC Mexico, EDC China, and EDC Orlando. EDC Orlando is probably one of the smaller ones of the group, and it still brings in a crowd of like 100,000. It's absolutely phenomenal. I've never been before, so this is my first year going, and I am psyched. So it's actually called Electric Daisy Carnival because they have carnival stuff there. They're going to have carnival games and carnival rides and gorgeous, gorgeous lights, and the whole festival is compromised of four stages. And each stage, they have different artists playing at each one at different times, obviously. And it's going to be an absolute blast. I cannot wait whatsoever. So I'm just going to also briefly talk about the people I'm excited to see at EDC. I haven't been to a music festival since May when I went to Shaky Beats in Atlanta. And this is going to be my second ever music festival and my first time at EDC. So on Friday, which is when I'm getting there, also I'm going to be there as much as I can every day because it's going to be so awesome. Um, some people I'm really excited to see is going to be the Adventure Club uh, back-to-back Bear Grylls Sunset set 
Eighty Aliens, uh, Cray, Dead Mouse, which is absolutely insane that he is going to be at this festival. Um, he is kind of the grandfather of the modern EDM music now. Um, he kind of really started what we see as EDM. You know, when it, when electronic music first came out in, you know, the 60s and 70s, it was a lot different than what we hear today. And, you know, Dead Mouse was kind of the leader of this. And now that it's really progressed and he's gotten a lot older, um, he really just does a couple festivals a year now. And he still plays similar music, but it's just he plays a lot less often. So really excited to see him. Uh, Jaw is going to be really cool to see. The Cascade Sunset set is also in competition for me with Adventure Club and Bear Girls set because they're both at the same time and I don't know who I want to see yet. So I guess it's going to be a game time decision. There's also going to be Party Favor, who's really poppy. Um, Slander, who's going to be like a little hard. Steve Aoki, who's really um, poppy as well. And he actually just sold out SunTrust Park a couple months ago, which was really cool. I know a couple of my friends are excited to see Timmy Trumpet, never really listened to his music before. Uh, Yellow Claw, same thing. Haven't really heard the music, but the people I'm going with are really excited. Then on Saturday, it's going to be a whole different type scene. It's going to be a much harder, like, head-banging scene. So I'm really excited to see Blunts and Blondes. Um, let's see, Excision, who's closing out that night, which is going to be super cool. Um, Mystic Grizzly, Son Holo, Rez, Right 10, Sudden Death. All these people are going to be a lot harder and a lot more uh, computer music-y, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> and then last but not least, on Sunday, we've got some great artists. Um, Alice in Wonderland, Black Caviar, who actually produced one of the songs for Into the Spider-Verse, which, as I said before, is my favorite movie. Um, there's also going to be Fisher, who I'm not a big fan of, but he's pretty big uh, for the house music idiom genre, subgenre. <laughs> Um, there's also going to be Lost Kings, who I absolutely cannot wait to see. I've recently fallen in love with Lost Kings, so I'm pumped. Um, then there's Community Gritty, who I saw a couple months ago. R.L. Grime, who is super, super hot in the EDM scene right now. Um, if you've heard of R.L. Grime, I'm sure you've heard of UCLA, which is his most popular song, and probably really one of the only ones he's gotten on the radio recently, but he has got some absolute bangers. Um, Alex and I actually named our cats after two R.L. Grime albums, uh, Nova and Void. R.L. Grime, real big into space, apparently. And we both love and share the love for R.L. Grime. And so since we got cats together, we decided to name them after him. <laughs> uh, last but not least is Seven Lions, which I know Andrew, my boyfriend, is super excited to see. And since we're on the topic of Andrew... I've got him on the show this week to talk about Odessa, which is his favorite EDM artists. Um, I cannot wait for you to hear him talk about that. Hey everybody, I'm sitting here with Andrew Lewis, who is both my boyfriend and my roommate. Um, also a fellow EDM lover. He is actually the person that kind of helped me get into the music as well. Um, so if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Andrew. I go to school with Cheyenne. Um, she is indeed my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> been listening to EDM music for about six or seven years now, probably six solidly, seven, you know, I was still kind of getting into it, but firmly six years. <laughs> That's probably really wordy. <laughs> it's okay. So because I know Andrew, I know that his favorite EDM artist is Odessa. He loves everything about them, from their songs to their super cool festival. And since I don't know much about their history, I have him on to tell us about the facts. So. Yeah. Um. 
Odessa is a two-man music group. Um, they started around 2012. They kind of jumped onto the scene with like a bunch of SoundCloud releases and stuff like that. Um, they really started to pick up and like, um, I know like a lot of like Reddit forums they were picking up, I was seeing stuff about them. And um, I remember I used to listen to a lot of EDM music when I played video games, like when I was in middle school and high school. Um, and they popped up onto my Pandora tracks and I instantly fell in love with them. Um, do you remember what song that you heard first? Um, yeah, it was <laughs> Say My Name. Um, it was around 2014. I know that because I know exactly what games I was playing around then. <laughs> and I just remember, like, you know, playing away, and then the song comes on. And, you know, maybe I get, like, 30, 40 seconds into it, and I just stop what I'm doing. And I go and say, who is this? Who is, like, what is this song? Who are these people? <laughs> And it was Say My Name, and uh, the rest is kind of history from there. Um, <laughs> I instantly, like, it's like, all right, let's see, who's Odessa? I looked in through all their stuff. Um, I listened to uh, Summer's Gone, um, which is their first LP. Um, I listened to My Friends Never Die right away, which is their second release. Um, and then, obviously, In Return, which, you know, the greatest, you know, EDM album of all time. <laughs> Bold. Um, Bold, yeah. So you said that you started liking EDM about seven years ago, so around 2012, but you said that you didn't start liking Odessa until about 2014, so by then you're already about two years in, so I guess, how did Odessa, like, influence your current style of EDM and, like, what you like most about it? Um, Odessa actually helped me find, like, a lot of other artists I liked. Um, a perfect example of that is Jai Wolf. Um, going back to Say My Name, Jai Wolf had a really good remix of Say My Name. Um, put it out there, and um, Odessa noticed it. They picked it up, and they said, hey, this is great. And um, they actually invited him to come tour with them. Um, and Jai Wolf opened for Odessa for about two years. Um, and that's how I kind of started. To, until they, he opened for them, and then they sort of kind of helped him as like a mentor, mentoree type situation. Um until he was able to launch Indian Summer. Um, and obviously everyone knows Indian Summer. <laughs> you know, his biggest song. It's a huge song in the EDM world. After that, Jai Wolf kind of took off on his own. Um, but he did end up joining, like, the Forum Family Collective, which is actually a music label that Odessa started um, in 2015. Um, it just... It's a label full of uh, similar-sounding artists. Um, and... Odessa like helps a lot of them like launch their careers and like helps them put out they help them put out singles and whatnot. And um, it's actually I found another artist I really like Casbo, like Casbo, Jai Wolf, Odessa, all very similar sounding artists, all together under the Forum Family Collective. There's a couple other bigger artists too that have come out of the Forum Family that um, are no longer members, but you know another notable one is Big Gigantic, member um, of the Forum Family Collective. So I know you've told me so, so many times about Sundara and how it's Odessa's own music festival and how bad do you want to go to it, even though it's like $2,000. So if you just want to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Sundara is the shit. <laughs> I really, really want to go to Sundara. Um, around the same time that A Moment Apart came out, their newest album, they announced that they were going to start doing their own music festival. They're not actually the 
this has kind of been like a newer trend I've noticed with a lot of artists. Like for example, Porter Robinson launched his his own festival this year. Um, but yeah, Sundara launched last year, and um, apparently it's just awesome. Like I've seen tons of videos of it and stuff online. Um, they basically like rent out a little island, and like there's a resort on the island, and the festival itself is all inclusive. So like I mean it's like crazy. It's like like you said like thousand dollars plus, but it's you get like your room and like your food and obviously, you know, all the shows and stuff. And it shows from like sunrise to sunset for the entire weekend. Wow. Um, they bring in huge artists like Jai Wolf, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Arl Grime. Um, they were all there last year. Um, it's it's bananas. I think Excision. <laughs> like, what was Excision? Someone did like, I think Arl Grime did a goat yoga like set oh, yeah, in the morning. Oh yeah, you about that. Yeah, I mean it's just bananas. And obviously, Odessa plays a couple times um, yeah. every day, and they close it out at the end. Um, Sundara is actually the festival's named after one of the more popular songs called Sundara, um, which was I think from I want to say it's from My Friends Never Die, which was like I think it was also on Return, but I think it was originally on that one. Um, it was one of the first big songs. It yeah. was like their big song before Say My Name. Gotcha. So, last but not least, tell me why you're so passionate about Odessa. Like, what is it that draws you to them so much? That's a hard question. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I like to ask the hard ones. Yeah, you do. <laughs> they helped me figure out what I really liked in game music. Um, like, before that listening to a lot of like house and dubstep or hip-hoppy kind of poppy stuff because um, I knew I liked the whole I knew I liked these like computer generated sounds and like <laughs> the EDM style of music I just didn't know what I liked and it was like a light switch like I heard you know Odessa come on my Pandora station and I immediately knew that's what I like I like that I want more of that immediately you know find me more like this artist. Let me look at the similar artists. Let me look at all their albums. Add them all to my playlist. Like, like all their songs. Um, and that's how I figured out what I liked. Before that, I was just kind of floundering, trying it all out, not really loving anything, just kind of putting it on mindlessly in the background. Yeah. And they made me finally listen to what I was coming through my speakers. Well, that's awesome. Anything else you want to say? Odessa, if you're listening, please come back and tour in America. <laughs> like eight listeners if Odessa listened to my podcast I would be ecstatic ecstatic yeah that's a word Jai Wolf I'll also take in a tour in the American Southeast that'd be cool <laughs> essentially Andrew just wants all of his favorite artists just to come I, to Georgia at the same time I just want to go to Sundara I think that's what it is <laughs> I think we'll go to Sundara one day it's just okay. a little expensive for uh, college income <sighs> It's going to be a lot of restaurant time. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. No. Well, thanks, Andrew, and I will probably see you in our living room later. All right, bye. And thanks to Andrew for telling us about his favorites. So now it's time to talk about my favorites. So Paz, Dylan, Dylan Paz, don't know what to order his name goes in. Paz is one of my favorite DJs. He only has one live set, the Crimson Jaguar set, which is the most badass set I have listened to since I got into EDM music. 
I fell in love with Paz pretty early on, probably late August, early May, before, or pff, ooh, late April, early May. Definitely before I went to Shaky Beats, where he was, by the way. I got to meet Paz, so shout out to him. Um, Paz is just one of those artists who is hyped to be there at all times. He's not treating festivals like a job. He's treating it like it's a treat to be there. He's treating it like it's a gift, and his energy on stage is just ridiculous. He is excited no matter what. Even if the crowd's not responding as much as you think they should, he is still just ready to go throwing tacos into the crowd, crowd surfing, even with pineapples. And I just have a special place in my heart, place in my heart for Paz. And if he ever comes to Atlanta, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if my new niece or nephew is born. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to go see Paz and I'm going to absolutely love it. Next up is Galantis. Um, Galantis is more of like a poppy EDM group. And I fell in love with them also at Shaky Beats. Had never heard any of their music before. But the last day of Shaky Beats, Andrew and Alex and I were sitting on the hill watching Galantis. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, during their set, they were the main people on, like the biggest people on. So an absolute swarm of people just came out of nowhere. And we were sitting on top of a hill looking over the crowd so watching everyone just piling like ants and just dancing with their hands up and jumping around and having the time of their lives was such a cool experience that I will just never, ever be able to forget. I also really like San Holo. Um, briefly talked about them at the beginning, or him at the beginning. He was one of the first EDM artists that I really started to like. Um, I'm definitely not diehard, gotta listen to San Holo, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of his music has a lot of meaning to me. Um, actually, one of the most defining moments of my life that will absolutely go down in history for me it was at Shaky Beats while San Holo was playing. Um, one of my favorite songs by him is Light, is called Light. <laughs> and um, the words are, even if it makes me blind, I just want to see the light. And he was playing this song, and I was in a crowd full of God knows how many people. And this song came on, and he would turn it off. Um, around the I just want to see the light part and I took a video of this and I watched the video probably like once every other week because it's just so special to me and at that point I really knew who I was going to grow to be with EDM music by my side like it's really made me an entirely new person and I absolutely love that person so shout out to San Holo for that experience that is completely unforgettable and also I definitely am more of a poppy person. Um, one time I remember me and Andrew talking about our difference in what we like about EDM music. And he told me that he likes music that moves him. He likes music that's emotional and deeper. But I like music that makes me move. I am definitely a person who wants to jump around in circles and yell lyrics at the top of my lungs. And the poppy artists, like I said, like Galantis and Big Gigantic, um, they are the people who are gonna do this for me. And Diplo as well who I'm also going to get to see at EDC. So that's pretty much it for my favorites. And last but not least, as usual, is the upcoming concerts, or for the most part, they call them shows in the EDM culture, whatever. <laughs> so Son Holo is going to be playing with Dion Timmer and Pixel Terror November 15th at the Georgia World Congress Center. Griffin, who's a little housey, is going to be playing November 15th at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, obviously. 
Next up is RL Grime and Whipped Cream and Jules, who I'm going to be seeing as well the weekend after EDC at 787 Windsor in Atlanta. I'm so pumped for this show. RL Grime, top, one of my top favorites. Whipped Cream, also one of the coolest artists I've seen play. So super excited to see that. The very next weekend is going to be Akali and Jules, uh, November 22nd at the Georgia Theater in Athens. That's also the last home game of the year for the Bulldogs. So if you happen to be in Athens, catch both of those things for sure. November 23rd, something I'm also going to, is going to be Slushy at the Ravine ATL. Um, I saw Slushy over summer, and it was such a cool experience. He's also one of those poppy remix, the cool songs, like Blink-182, and all sorts of other songs that I just really like. So I really love Slushy for sure. Uh, next up is going to be Party Favor, December 20th um, at the Ravine as well. Party favorite is pretty cool. Lots of poppy songs, a little more on the house side. And one that I missed that I just realized is uh, November 26th, uh, Floster Domus will be playing at the Masquerade in Atlanta. And I also like Floster Domus. Uh, saw him over summer as well. Unfortunately, his music was just a little too loud at the district. I don't know if that was a mistake on the people's part or what but it was just like a little too loud. It was almost unbearable. The people that I went with stuck paper towels in their ear. And that was pretty much that. So, like I said, to close out, I found a new love. And I found a new me in EDM music. And it's been so, so special to me ever since. And I hope, if you're listening to this, that you might reach out and listen to a couple EDM songs. See what you like. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But to me, there's something in EDM for everybody. All those subgenres, really, you can find something that you like. And if you don't, the culture of EDM is also just so fun. The festivals are just exciting. There's so much to do, and people are just truly who they are. They're free, they're exciting, and it's just so amazing. So that's what I got for you guys this week. And tune in next week when I've got Drew Jennings back on to talk about part two of the Making Music History series. So, thanks for listening.